You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your Oh, yeah. The following is a paid program. Warning. The views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far. He'll change your oil or fix your flat. And he'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Here you go. Yee- Hit it. All right. Everybody, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage, live and somewhat clear. I wonder if we're going to get a ticket for that. <laughs> you uh, might we'll talk about that. Excessive noise, <laughs> I think they call it. Uh, we have a couple of visitors today. We have Carrie Schmidt from the OPP. I know we see Mo's on Twitter. Good morning. Right? Was it Periscope? Is that your Periscope, uh, Facebook Live, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat, all those sorts of things? Right? It's amazing when you like it's an accident scene and you want you're sort of driving to it. Yeah, and, we'll do live streams uh, from the scene there. Give people updates what's going on, why the highways are closed where your alternate routes are, and uh, your best way to avoid uh, the mess that uh, has uh, resulted. I always believe that once you get the guy out of the car, and you, are you okay, man? Yeah, I'm okay. I am. Slap him on the back of the head. <laughs> get moving. Boy, get these I'm highways sorry open. sorry that happened. <laughs> uh, Tracy Bolland. Tracy Bolland. I got it right. Bolland. Bolland. There you go. Can't read my own writing. Tracy is with the uh, She's president of the Brokers. Ontario West Insurance Brokers Association. Yeah, really a nice lady. I talked to her this morning. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about insurance. People always think they're buying cheap insurance and they're fully covered, but actually they're not. Uh-huh. So you get what you pay for. And we're going to talk about pink slips. So we have the constabulary here. So there's a new legislation coming out where you can put your slip on the phone. And later on, we're going to find out where you can get yourself a 1,000-horsepower Chevy Camaro. And, you know, that's Terry Lops is going to call them from the one-day auction up at the airport. That's next week, next Saturday. Uh, they got stuff like a 29 Plymouth, the only one in the city. Mm-hmm. Actually, only one in Canada. All kinds of stuff. 50 Austin pickup. You ever had one of those? No. That was my first car. An Austin pickup? No, I had a Morris Minor. It was my first car. That's a manly car. Don't be talking about minors. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's Dave's Corner Garage, and... And I'm here, and if you've got a car care question, by all means, give us a shout. The phone numbers are coming up. Yep. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All righty, we're back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. We have Carrie Schmidt with us with the OPP, but... On uh, the next segment, we're going to be taking your calls. So if you've got a mechanical question or anything like that, we do want to hear about it. And if you want to talk to Carrie, we also want to hear about it. So there was an incident this uh, week where a wheel came off a pickup truck. Right. And went through a gal's uh, Ford SUV. Well, you know, it wasn't actually the pickup truck. It was actually the trailer that, he, that the pickup pulling. truck was pulling. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were hauling down the uh, 407 and... Uh, 
unbeknownst to the driver, apparently, the uh, uh, wheel that was on the trailer came off the trailer, separated, went into oncoming lanes, went over the uh, barrier into, oh, wow. uh, into the westbound side of the highway, smashed into the passenger side of a vehicle, uh, taking out the windshield, taking out the sunroof. Uh, amazingly, no one was seriously injured. The woman that was in the vehicle, pretty uh, shaken up to think about that because when you see a vehicle coming towards you, or a tire coming towards you, you don't think it's on a collision course, and usually until it's too late. Well, specific, and, you know, and, and you're not really looking over the other side of the tr- highway. No, no, and it comes, you're closing at probably 200 or more kilometers per yeah. hour on a major highway like that, and you don't expect to see something. She pulled to the left or something so that she, she saved herself, really. Well, yeah, I don't know what, what kind of evasive action she took, yeah. but again, that is so dangerous. And it's one of those simple things. If the uh, vehicles are not being properly maintained, yep. now this was a, a pickup truck, which isn't under the regulations of the daily inspections that the commercial truck drivers have to do. Ah, right. Okay. So uh, a, nor- a truck driver or a commercial driver would have d- should have done a daily inspection and checked the tires, wheels, brakes, and all those sorts of uh, right, right, right. But on on his 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 vehicle himself. Yeah. But does he have to do it on the trailer as well? On a commercial vehicle, okay. he has to. Now, in this situation, a pickup truck and a small trailer, there wouldn't be an obligation to do the daily inspection. You don't have to document it like we ask for a, a daily inspection from a truck driver. Mm-hmm. But it's always good practice, especially if you're pulling your trailer out of your driveway that you haven't driven or pulled for the last uh, year or two, yes, exactly. and you load it up with all your uh, heavy concrete and topsoil or whatever you're pulling, and you're going down the highway full weight, full heat. Uh, it doesn't take long, and it sounds like that bearing actually failed she on that said, wheel. She uh, said, when they were interviewing this gal, the, the announcer said that most of these incidents come from private cars rather than the industrial or the commercial business. Just within the Toronto area last year, we had about 140 wheel separations, about 60 to 70%. You're kidding. Per- yeah, well, and that's only the ones that we got re- responded to. Uh, how many times have you driven down the highway and you've seen a tire down in the ditch and you wonder, did someone leave a, leave a flat yeah, tire yeah, there? Yeah. No, they don't leave a flat tire. They just lost that wheel and, and probably didn't realize it until uh, up on. the road and they couldn't find it. And so uh, we get a lot more wheel separations happen than what we get reported to. But of those 140 just in the Toronto region that the OPP investigated, mm. about 60 to 70% of them were from passenger or light-duty vehicles. Uh, only 30% are the heavy transport trucks. Now, well, you know how often, you know, as people, especially, you know, they're driving to the cottage, they may only use the trailer two or three times yeah. the whole year. And, and people don't think about having to service it. Absolutely. Invariably, when I go up to the cottage, I will see an old derelict boat trailer sitting on the side with, yeah. a, with a wheel missing or an old utility trailer. It looks like it's been sitting in some guy's backyard for 20 years, and now they got to pull their barbecue and all their other lawn chairs up to the cottage, and they're not being maintained. A little yeah. shot of grease would make a big difference. Do you find that the fact you're using social media... Uh, do people get the message because of that? I mean, you're on Twitter and you're on, what's it called, Periscope? Periscope, Facebook. Uh, I hope so, and I hope we're getting a, another demographic as well. Uh, people that are listening here right now uh, may listen on the radio. Other people may be listening on the Internet. So we're trying to capture as many folks from all different uh, variety of backgrounds as possible, and I think social media is a, is a great way of connecting. But that's you. You're the one that's been doing this. I mean, Well, a lot of people are doing it. I, I'm certainly not, not a leader in a lot of things that are happening, but I'm trying to keep up with it's changing so quickly and, and the new generations coming in are so savvy on their devices and I'm I'm just trying to hold on. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, but I got a problem when they're driving their cars doing this stuff. <laughs> well, of course. Distracted you know, the driving. temptation is there. You know, you, even if your phone's sitting on the console, yep. all of a, it buzzes and clicks and burps and farts every yep. time you get a message, right? Sure it does. There, there's so many things that it does more than just phoning and texting. Now they're using it for their music, for their entertainment, for their navigation. I got, yes, I got a new one yes, last Ooh, night. that looks nice. Yeah, I 
of pretty. Yeah. But it, I get out of the car and it says your car is parked on Jefferson Street, and I'm going, how the hell is that thing? <laughs> well, because it knows your birthday, <laughs> so it knows how old you are. He goes, this is an old fart. We better remind him. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what this thing can do. Yeah, right? no, that's uh, it's the way of the future. And uh, but of course, when you're driving, you are still the most important thing in that vehicle because you're you're the nut behind the wheel. And so yeah. let's make sure that uh, you're driving the the vehicle and paying attention to the road because until we have autonomous vehicles, uh, you're responsible. Here's, well, you know what autonomous vehicles, they're talking about the people that's passengers are getting sick because they have no control of where the thing is going, so mm-hmm. they don't control themselves as far as throwing up. <laughs> so now they're complaining about if all these autonomous who's going to clean them up? <laughs> well, how's anybody going to even know there's a mess in it? <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's having a baby in the autonomous vehicle? And who the hell's going to clean it up? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Let's take a quick break. And we come back. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to talk to uh, Shirley. Shirley? Shirley. Shirley, you're kidding. Shirley, don't call me that. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back right after these messages. All righty. Welcome back. You know, the first time I said that, they said, where were you going? (laughs) The alleys. We're just sitting here chatting. Um... We have Shirley on the phone with uh, Chrysler, which has a gas cap problem. Shirley, good morning. How are you? Hello. Hey, Shirley. How's it going? All right. Thank you. How are you? Very good, thanks. So you've got gas. Well, I've got gas. (laughs) Yes, I have. I probably need a little more, but I've got some. All right. So you've got a warning light. What's going on? It's the warning light has come on. It's been on for a while now. Yeah. And after it was on for a little while, the engine light came on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as far as I know, there's nothing wrong with my car other than the lights are on. I had an oil change, and I asked the guy to check out the gas cap, and he checked it out. But he shut the lights off, yeah. bo- both gas cap and engine light off, right. and the gas cap came back on immediately. Mm, okay. But the engine light didn't come on for three or four days, but it has since come on again. Well, I think the check engine light's coming on because you're not addressing or you haven't done anything with your gas that's, cap. That's what I figured. Yeah. So I so, put a new gas cap on it, uh-huh. and it's still on. Now, did someone shut it off, though? Not since I put the new gas cap on. Yeah, see, that's the first thing you're going to have to do because the car may not do a self-test itself. Um, I would just go back to the fellow that checked it for you, say, do me a favor, just shut off the light and then continue to drive it. If you find that the light comes on a few days later, well, obviously it it wasn't the cap or there was two problems. Um, And it could be a problem with the neck. What year is the car? Uh, Nine. Okay, so you see a lot of vehicles have a problem where the actual filler neck um, it's a metal pipe that goes from where you're putting the gas in down to the gas tank where they actually rust out, and there may be a small hole there, and that's why the uh, the system's thinking that your gas cap's not on because it yeah, has to hold that's va- right. vapor. It's called an evaporative control system, and what happens is it has to have pressure, and if uh, the pressure's not there, the light will flash. I so, see. So you've got to test it. All right. So, again, your first step is go back to the fellow to shut your light off for you. Have him do it one more time. And then see if the light does come back on. And one thing we want to warn you about is Chrysler just announced 1.3 million cars are being recalled for fires and airbag problems again. So oh, I was no. su- Yeah, so I suggest you contact your dealer. Uh, if you own a Chrysler or a Fiat, uh, go ahead and get in there and have them uh, check your serial number and see if you're one of the affected Okay, owners, I'll right? do that. Thank you, because I never heard anything about that. Yeah. 
I had you had just changed the Honda. I had mine changed in my Jeep. They changed the airbag because of a problem. So make sure oh, yeah. that you check that and make sure that uh, you have the um, airbag system service. All right, yeah. Shirley. Good luck. I will do. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Take okay. care. Okay. Bye bye. All right, we're gonna go to Deborah next. She's in Waterloo, and uh, Deborah's got a Lincoln. What's going on with your Lincoln, Deb? Okay, I I love the Lincoln Town Cars. Okay. It has a keyless entry. Yes. Okay. And you can park at the airport for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or pick up somebody and make some money. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. We're, we're, we're... <laughs> um, it will no longer hold my code okay. for the keyless entry, mm-hmm. nor will it hold the manufacturer's code. Right. Okay. The system's in the trunk, actually. Uh, there's a little computer in the trunk, yes. and there, there's a code actually there printed on the computer panel. Mm-hmm. So you know where the spare tire is. Just look straight ahead, and there's a panel there. Pull that down, and you'll see the module. All right? Punch in that code to see if that will reset the system. If it does not, then you're going to have to get a dealer involved and either reflash the computer or replace it. All right. Okay. So we're looking at the in the trunk, you're in the, the yeah. tire. Mm-hmm. And there's a computer code in there. Is that yes. correct? You know, there's actually a computer code. If you lift the tire, there's actually, I think it's under the tire, too. There's a printed Because code. it's also in the manufacturer's manual. Uh, Same thing? It could be, but I'm not sure. I have to see the car. But I'm, being, I'm, I'm saying that this computer is mounted ahead of the tire on the firewall in, in the trunk. Okay. You, you pull that little panel down, you'll see the computer. It's silver. All right. All right. Okay. Good luck, Shirley. Deborah. <laughs> Surely you're kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deb. All right, Deb, have a good Alan one. It hasn't been well lately. Have a good weekend. They're making me sit too far away from the screen. I can't see. No, the real truth is because the police are here and Alan's a little nervous. Yeah, he's a little nervous. nervous. Yeah, exactly. I'll start asking questions here. It's really, it's just a herb, okay? It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's spices. It's, my wife's been cooking, and I think it's basil. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. Yeah, you want to go to another call? All right. Well, we got Gary in Hamilton. Calling segment, yeah. All right, Gary in Hamilton. What are you driving, and what's what's your problem, buddy? Well, I'm trying to get an old car certified. Okay. That hasn't been an issue, but what has been an issue is getting it registered. Oh. I can't find the ownership, and I can't find the bill of sale. What do I do? Oh, would you know that? Oh, boy. Uh, is there a VIN on the vehicle? Yes. And uh, have you run the VIN, or has uh, the MTO run that VIN to see who it's uh, registered, registered to? Over. Uh, yes. Is it registered to you? No. Well, no. Okay. But it's your own. Um. Yeah, I bought it. It's, a, it's an old, it's a 1984, so it's an oldie. I've done some restoration, restoration work on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that uh, you're going to have to talk to the Ministry of Transportation to see what you can do. You might have to go and put in an application saying that this is uh, my vehicle. I own it uh, with, uh, uh, with this information. Is the owner who's registered the person who you bought it from? No. So it's, it's someone unknown to you. So. Yeah. The ministries have to, gonna have to get involved. You may have to sign some sort of paperwork or documents. They may have to reach out to them to ensure that this is not a stolen vehicle. Okay. And so, uh, again, uh, I don't know if the police will have to be involved, but uh, start with the ministry. There, there's going to be some paperwork for you to do. Or what have they told you when you've tried to apply? Uh, the one thing they did say, well, they looked it up and they said, well, this woman particularly owned it, and uh, we don't even know whether she's alive or well. And I don't know anything about her, but yeah. a farm guy. And it was a piece of junk. It's now been restored. Mm. Wouldn't they give you a UVIP package? 
I beg your pardon? There's called a, a UVIP package. I haven't right. that yet. Right, but it'll show who the original owner was. Okay. Yeah, what's or, the place on the start? Right? The last one. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some work, back work you're going to have to do to get that uh, straight yeah. away. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just for fun, what kind of car is it? Uh, an 84 Fiero. Okay, yeah. I had one with a V8 motor in it. No, this has got a six. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, so that's where you have to start. Basically, uh, get the paperwork. To... How did you pay for it? Uh, cash. Oh, okay. What's in your business? What are you, a cop? <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> if he had a check, then he could show that he paid for it that way. Hands on the fender. Oh. <laughs> assume pretty low to the ground, though. Assume the position. <laughs> All righty, we're going to take a quick How come they break? assume that everybody knows what the position is? How can you moving closer? If I, if I was never in trouble, I wouldn't know what the position is. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to have lots more excitement yeah. right after this break. All righty. <laughs> Shifting gears now, uh, we're going to be talking insurance. We have Tracy Boland on the phone, and Tracy is the president of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario. See, I did it right. <laughs> Good morning, Tracy. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. We were talking this morning. Tracy is busy. Tracy used to be an ice skater. I didn't know that. <laughs> In my former life. In our former life, is right. I used to be a race car driver, and I'm still a father. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do when you grow up? That's exactly right. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. So we were talking this morning about people buying insurance strictly on price. Exactly. People want a deal. They want yeah. to save money. I mean, that's what they're advertising, right? You know, well, right, save... right, right. But there's two sides to that story. Yeah. Tracy? Yeah, so, I mean, everybody is looking for a deal, and I think a lot of customers today are looking online. And I just, I think that insurance is such a complicated product that people aren't aware, really, of what they're buying, and they're looking for cheap. And with car insurance, I don't necessarily think that cheap is your best option. So, cap and obvious isn't the way to go when it comes to insurance, <laughs> is what <Yeah>. you're saying. <laughs> well, you know what? We had an instance we were going through right now, uh, one, a building that we owned burned down, and it could be that we were underinsured, mm-hmm. and it wasn't our fault. Yeah. But, but so the, the question is, in, in the car side, they, are they underinsured? Is that what's happening when they buy cheap insurance? I think that, you know, basically you can go online and buy an insurance product, and what they're going to give you is the basic insurance product. And what my fear as a broker would be is that your liability, for one, is not at a level that it should be. I, you know, I don't think that one million liability is enough coverage today. Looking at all of the lawsuits and everywhere you go, you see ads for lawyers. You know, if you're yeah. injured in an auto accident, call. We'll get you money. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially for people that travel at all across the border. You go into the States, your million is automatically hit by exchange. And, you know, lawsuits today are starting at a million. And the other thing is that the uh, Ontario government changed our accident benefits in June 1st, 2016. Mm-hmm. If you have the standard accident benefits, you're driving right now with $65,000 coverage for medical rehabilitation and attendant care for a non-catastrophic injury. And that's just not enough, again, especially if you're driving in the States. So how do you make people aware of this? I mean, you're absolutely correct. The money has to come out of your pocket if, once the insurance is paid out. Yeah. And, and, you know, if people just actually call a broker or an agent and have a conversation about it and talk about their lifestyles, they would be unable to understand that what they're probably purchasing online is the minimum um, that you're going to be looking for. Um, You know, I think that having a conversation about what what your life is all about, you would be able to understand that. To go up to two million, it might be twenty dollars extra a year. I was just about to ask you that. What the difference is? It's so it's it's hardly anything. 
Right. And to go up to the maximum uh, accident benefits, which is $3 million coverage for catastrophic and non-catastrophic injuries, you'd be probably looking at $40 a year. That's all. That's it. You know, for, so for $60, $70 more a year, you're going to have a really great product. And that's something, you know, like when, when you're buying it online, they're more concerned that they can actually get insurance rather than what they're actually buying. I think so. And I think, you know, people today, they just, everybody, me included, everybody wants the best deal. Before I go to a mall, I'm doing my online shopping first to see what the prices are. Well, Tracy, aside from this extended coverage, what, else, what other differences are there between insurance policies? You know, uh, deductibles, I think. Uh, again, the Ontario government changed last year your comprehensive deductible. And comprehensive coverage is your glass, fire, and theft of a vehicle. Um, they changed it to $500. Well, at the time that you need to replace a windshield, $500 is probably the last thing you want to be forking out. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be 300 Again, to bring it back down to 300 it's about 4 to $6 a year. But like, you say, but like you say, if people don't ask the right questions, they don't, there's no answers. No. When, uh, when it comes down to insurance policies as well, you don't think it's going to happen to you because you're basically you're betting on yourself. Yeah. But uh, as the law enforcement and collision reconstruction, we're the ones getting called to these crashes, and these people are devastated when they're in the, involved in these wrecks. It can be a minor wreck, but uh, the damage on the vehicles are significant. The injuries can be, uh, can, may look minor at the scene, may be, uh, require physical therapy and ongoing uh, work mm-hmm. uh, down the road and, and so you never know what it's actually going to take and so that's one thing that we see we see the victims that are uh, having to use their insurance policies and you can always tell uh, those folks that know they have good policies and maybe those that are a little nervous as to whether or not they can actually get a rental car or they can get a vehicle to replace it do you go yeah. to court do you, would you go to court when you uh like as a witness or something like that? Uh, well, it dep- yeah, for charges, yes. But when it comes to injury claims and, and yeah. civil liability, that's we don't get involved with that So uh, you wouldn't know what kind, of, what kind of money they're paying out? No, I don't know what they're doing. I know a lot of that's done kind of outside of our scope. Yeah. That, that's a civil So, civil so Tracy, side. what happens with, say, for example, the guy has an accident, doesn't, you know, he, he settles on the side of the road, and then it becomes a serious incident six months down the road. You know, I, I had broke my back and I didn't even know and it healed. Right. So you want to make sure that, first of all, that you, if you have an accident um, and there's property damage on the vehicle, if it's just minor and you want to settle, you can settle outside of insurance. That's fine. But you probably want to give your broker a call and let them know that this had happened um, because then you are able to go back uh, for the accident and recover those costs under your accident benefits. So but will that affect my insurance next year? Accident benefits coverage does not affect the cost of your insurance premium. See, no, no. I always thought that if you have an accident, you got to get the money back somehow. Well, no, I think at the end of the day, if, if the insurance company hasn't paid out, well, then it shouldn't affect your rates. Is that basically it? Well, the only time that affects your rates is if it's an at-fault accident. Because mm-hmm. here in Ontario, we have what's called not-at-fault uh, not, not insurance, which is sort of confusing when people hear that. What it means is that um, always your own insurance company pays for your own damage on your own vehicle and they will pay for bodily injury that you have occurred. Um, But there's a fault chart. So either you're at fault or you're not at fault. And unfortunately, 1% at fault means it's an at fault accident and your insurance premiums will go up. Mm. Again, if you don't go through a broker, there's another product called Accident Waiver, where your first at-fault accident is sort of a freebie, and it won't affect your rates. There you go. Take it or leave it. Well, we don't call it accidents. We call them collisions. you got to change your vernacular here. <laughs> call them collision benefits. Tracy, but... hang on. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. Great, hold, thank hold you. Hold on one second. All right.
Okay, I will. You know, uh, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be right back. There you go. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We're talking with Tracy Bolin, who is the president of the Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario, and uh, Kerry Schmitz here from the OPP. Yeah. And Tracy, we were talking, I'm not mentioning Alan. <laughs> uh, Tracy, we were talking about pink slips before in the green room. Yeah, yeah, I was. I have a question for Carrie. Oh, all right. <laughs> so um, the Ontario government uh, stated, you know, um, sometime in the fall or early next year that we're going to be able to distribute pink slips electronically, which is great. Right. But my question is, is when I hand you my phone, if I'm pulled over, um, what rights do you have or do I have with the other information that's on my phone? Of yeah. course, I'm a law-abiding citizen. There's nothing bad on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. You know, and a lot of people are going to be concerned about that as well. And uh, I know uh, the Ministry of Transportation are the ones that are putting together a whole new traffic bill with all sorts of legislation, and that uh, might be one of the uh, proposals within that. I know it's not enacted yet, and really we don't have a really a comment on it until it becomes legislated, becomes enacted. So until that actually passes approval and, and becomes law, uh, there's not going to be a lot of information as to what, uh, how, how we get the information, how we t- receive it. But I can tell you right now on the side of the road, if we're conducting an investigation and there's a phone that we, we see that we want to get our hands on, we want to take a look at, um, we, uh, we don't have access to it. Uh, we can ask for someone to give us a password, and if they give it to us, that's, that's great. But, uh, again, we don't have a free-for-all to go in and, and oh, search your phone But at they all. do at the border. I mean, I watch, I watch border or whatever. Yeah, board, yeah, <laughs> border security. Border security. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little different. That's not us. So, you know, we can't uh, g- just take a phone and just uh, rifle through it. So yeah. we, can, we can do some, some basic cursory stuff. Uh, if there's if there's information on there that might help us in a criminal investigation, we need to get a production order or a warrant to actually. Gee, go that down phone that smells like cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Coca Cola. Well, no, very seriously. I mean, if somebody has an accident and and you think that maybe they were on the phone. Yeah, and, and so, so that's stuff that we will work together with uh, with the courts to get uh, judicial orders to go in and access the data, see if they were texting, see if they were on the phone at the time. That's stuff that we can do. But if it's a, a standard traffic ticket, you're involved in a crash, and uh, we ask for your insurance slip, you can show us your insurance slip. I'm sure they'll probably just uh, provide it to us on the screen. Yeah. Maybe we'll just uh, copy down the information, but we're not going to go any further than that. I hope to get that straightened out, though, because I've heard of incidences where people, you know, where, where officers were upset because it was just a photocopy of a slip. Well, right, right now, see, that law has not become in mm-hmm. place. I know mm-hmm. there's some people that are providing insurance slips to, through their phones but right now it needs to be an original it has to be that original pink it can't be a photocopy yeah. like the ownership and the insurance the ownership and the permit and so on uh, can be a photocopy of it but the insurance slip needs to be that original pink slip I didn't know that yeah. Because well, I saw we're finally our... moving into 2017 with electronic slips soon. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the world's changing. We were talking about social media before. Everything is on these phones. There's so much we can do. But uh, that's uh, that's something that will have to get worked out over time. It's not there yet, and I know they'll be working on how we get, how we're going to proceed. Tracy, if somebody wants to get a hold of your organization, how do they do it? Oh, they can go uh, search out IBAO on the web and give them a call there, and uh, or they can find me at Ontario West Insurance Brokers. Very good. And there's a number for, we might as well give you a, a plug here. What's the number for the Ontario West Insurance Brokers? The number here is 519-657-1400, or for those of you in the GTA area, 1-800-779-4466. Thank you for being our guest today. 
Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, great. I just learned a lot of stuff I didn't know because all our cars have photocopies in them of the insurance. Oh, stuff. really? Yeah, I know. Because we're a, gar- a garage, right? And we've got seven or eight vehicles licensed to our name. Yeah, no, it, sh- it should be the original insurance slip that uh, goes inside that package. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk quickly with Terry Lobson. There's the auto auction coming up this next week, actually, mm-hmm. at the airport. And he's got some interesting cars he wants to talk about. And then we're going to go back to the phone. So, so don't worry, Dave. Those pictures of you at Hedonism, you don't have to delete them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's well, why we're not going to have to get a new phone <laughs> <laughs> or lose some weight. Maybe you'll fit into the old phone better. There you go. I didn't know my phone was six years old. Really? The guy says, how old is this phone? I says, I don't know. So he looks it up. It's six years old. No wonder it stopped. Working. You got your money's worth. There you go. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, that's Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Dave Redinger. This is Alan Gelman. That's me. That's Carrie Schmidt from the OPP. Hello. And our audience has arrived. Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve, say hi. <laughs> Hello. There we go. Okay, that's oh. it. Is that <laughs> enough for you guys today? You can't yeah. handle anymore. That's enough. I'm next to a Shut big guy. He's much bigger. Hey, would you hear that? That's it. Smack him. I would never touch him. Okay. Get closer, Al. All right. Uh, we're talking to uh, Terry Lobson this morning from the uh, Classic Car Auction. Terry, how are you this morning? Doing great. Doing great. Good. How's everybody down there? Oh. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. A thousand horsepower. How do you get a thousand horsepower stuffed into a Camaro? Science. And <laughs> <laughs> $175,000 uh, will do it, and that's uh, wow. invested in that car. Now, is that, yeah. a, uh, is this a, is that the reserve bid on that car? No, no. I think it's a praise around that uh, price, but uh, there will probably be a reserve on it for sure, yeah. It's a 2011, and it's an uh, um, SS uh, convertible, so it's been done. I was on the dyno, yeah, for over 1,000 horsepower, so wow. a, a, a wicked car. So why would somebody build that? They would race it at a, a private drag strip, or would they uh, yeah, show it, yeah. or what is it? Yeah, they would probably do both, yeah, to show and go, for sure, yep. And it's street legal, still street legal, too. So. Are you sure? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the funny look we're here. Getting, we're getting Google eyes here. Yeah. Yeah. Police officer. I want to take a look at this car. Check with your local, uh, yeah, local law enforcement just to be sure. Yeah, so there is actually a business where they build these show cars and take them on the, on the circuit and make money with it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, too, it's like any hobby. I mean, it's what you invest in it. Sometimes, you know, you're not going to get every nickel back, but uh, it's the fun and uh, of being able to do it and, and, and pushing it. And the, there's obviously competition there. So, you know, to, this is really over the top. So it's you're in a whole different category. Interesting. Now let's go completely the opposite. One of the vehicles okay. you got there is the Honda 600. What's that? Two yeah, cylinders of, of, I think it's 12 horsepower. Wow. Yeah, is that a lawnmower or a car? First, uh, no, no, and it's a little bigger than a lawnmower. It's got the uh, the faux wood panels on it, so you guess you can call it a woody, but it was the first uh, uh, Honda, I think, eh, Dave? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, imported into North America. Mm-hmm. 600 cc's. Zero to 60 in 19 seconds. Actually, <laughs> when that we had one when I was service manager at the dealership, and I took it home yeah. every so often, you'd have to wear a snowmobile suit in it. <laughs> what, it had no heat? <laughs> There's no heat at all. That was and, awesome. And a scraper to clean off the windshield. I took it home oh, yeah. once. And by the way, oh. you're wrong. Zero to 60 was Monday to Tuesday. Oh, Monday to Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the auction's well, yeah. on next Saturday, the 22nd, correct? Yeah, that's right. One day, it's a one-day only sale. We just actually got a '69 Shelby GT350 came in yesterday, and wow. there's everything there. 
one of the oldest Plymouths uh, in existence, a 1928 Plymouth. Um, it, there's some really, really interesting cars. So the classics, muscle cars, sports, luxury cars, the pickup trucks, some great pickups. In now, what, this is mid-season. Like people buy them in spring and then they, they play with them and they sell them off in yeah, fall. Yeah, this sale, we decided, we, we were doing it in Chatham here for uh, the last couple of years. Yeah. Well, we get a lot of interest from Toronto, so let's bring it down there. It kind of fills the gap between our spring and uh, fall sales. So uh, we're looking forward to that. That's in Hall 4, too. So it's going to be just a one uh, they sail. It would be busy. There's all, well over 100 cars, so and memorabilia as well. So and starts when at 10 o'clock. International Center. Pardon me. Starts at 10. 8 8:30. Doors open 8:30 till runs till six. Okay, good. Now so we, people want to yeah, register yeah. to uh, for the auction. Do they can they do it online before or they do it at the site? Uh, no, when you get your pass there uh, or your ticket there, and that includes a bidder's card, and you get an auction program, and uh, and it's free parking as well, so everything's included. And it's fifteen dollars for adults, twelve dollars for seniors, <laughs> and kids twelve and under are free. So, so I think as a senior, we should pay more. Fresh <laughs> additional. <laughs> yeah, well, I want the full retail treatment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 12 years old. I'm going in young. I'm going in free. He's going in Take free. care of you, Grandpa. <laughs> All righty, Terry. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. We're going to try and make it down there because if it's Saturday afternoon, I have time off. My wife is usually there. <laughs> right. I thought she was going today. Well, it's going to be tomorrow next oh, it's week. A weekly it's a week thing? A weekly yeah. thing. <laughs> All righty. Terry Lobson is with the uh, classic oh, no, collector car auto auction and uh, you can get it on the web ccpauctions.ca is the site and we'll come back we're going to be talking to Bob we apologize for keeping on hold about his Buick transmission transmachine it's not working is it my transmachine is not working because I have jerked it behind the wheel it won't go into the spin cycle <laughs> alright this is the Corner Garage we'll be right back <laughs> All right, I just put my headphones back on because I was talking to Alan about all kinds of things. Uh, we're going to go to the phones just quickly, and we're going to say hello to Bob from Scarborough. Morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. The jerk's in the transmission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not behind the wheel. Huh? I have got a jerk. <laughs> the dummy behind the wheel. <laughs> the nuts. Uh, anyway, a couple of quick questions, which would be easier for me to ask, but just a quick comment about that insurance that broker you had sure. on there. They said it doesn't affect your rates. But it does, because I was involved in an accident uh, a couple of years ago. I got T-boned, and it wasn't my fault. But being no fault, there's, you know, how it goes. They gave me a freebie. But then I tried to get cheaper rates, because my I've got two older cars, a 2002 and a 2007. And uh, I phoned a couple of brokers, and I said, oh, yeah, we can beat that by about a, a grand. And I said, terrific. He said, do you mind if I check your, your record? And I yeah. said, sure, you're going to do that anyway. So he said, you're locked in for six years. I said, what do you mean you know, I'm locked in for six years? He said, well, you're on their record records as being in for a six-year period because you're involved in an accident. I said, but it wasn't my fault. He says, I can't touch you. And he, I said, why did they do that? And he says, because they keep you as a client. So you can mm. believe it or not, but that's the way it works. So you weren't allowed to change insurance companies? I Is could that... change it, but he wouldn't give me a better rate because he says, you're locked in. And he said, they do that because they keep you on, right? Yes. Nobody wants to give you a lower rate. And I said, why? He said, because there's a possibility you could be involved in an accident. I'll tell you a worse you story. Mm. I lost my Worcester? car a year and a half ago in a flood, flood in, yeah. in, in West Virginia. We were washed off the road, and the car sunk, and we got out the car through the windows, and we stayed with these people for three days. But when it's time to renew our insurance, they didn't want to renew us. That's right. 
two strikes and you're out. You've got one. But exactly. And then the loss was almost $20,000 because it was a 2014 Kia. And uh, they had a tough time getting us insurance. The broker got us insurance again, yeah. and we were back in the, in the game. Yeah. But our insurance company balked at buying at buy, buying our insurance. Wow. I know. What can so. you do? Anyway. All right. You got a Buick, and it's not working. insurance. <laughs> no money in the <laughs> bank. I don't care. <laughs> My wife told me to call you because she said Dave's corner gradual will fix it for you. Yeah, you go. There you go. But I only do what the voices of my wife's head tell her to tell me what to do. <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right? Anyway, it's a 2007. It's got 55,000 miles on it because I'm that age. And um, it's very good condition. I bought it used this last year. But I noticed in first gear there's a pause or a slippage every once in a while. And I looked online, and they said there is a design fault with that. But it's out of warranty. So they get all kinds of answers, you know, change the module, do this. Have you guys got any fix for that or is there a reflash available, Alan? Don't know it. Uh, so you, when do you get it? Right off the line, you get yeah. this hesitation. Yeah, as soon as you're in low and you're you're stopped at a light, then you proceed. If you give it a little bit too much gas, there's a pause, and then it it goes. I'm wondering, is it uh, maybe an issue with your throttle position sensor or something like that? I don't that? know. I just didn't. I thought I'd ask you guys first because you know if you go in uh, looking stupid into these transmission places, not all of them, of course. But uh, they give you the worst-case scenario because you don't know. But if you go in with some kind of an idea, it makes them think that you're smart. What I think you should do is, first off, run a, run a code check on the car. Get somebody to just diagnose the car. It on may not be transmission at all. It may just be what Alan oh, said. Oh, okay. Right? If it's a hesitation, uh, it could be a, a throttle position sensor. It just could be a dirty throttle body. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so you want to get those things checked out. Now, generally speaking, um, I know we, uh, our friends at Mr. Transmission, they do free road tests. Okay. And, um, you know, you can call them ahead of time and say, listen, I've got this issue. It's a hesitation. I've read online that maybe there's a fix for it. And if I come by and, you know, you scan it, is there a charge? Just ask them up front, and then I'll yeah. tell you. Okay. Got one quick question, too. Sure. With it. Hang on. i got to uh, get my wife on the line because oh. <laughs> she knows better than me. It, it says I should have ticked when I bought it, but a 25-gallon tank, and that's a 3.9 engine. And uh, I get lousy gas mileage on it. So I was wondering if there's something that might affect that gas mileage. I've been looking for a leak in the tank, but it's not there. Did it pass emissions okay when you did your yeah, last emissions yeah, test? Yeah, yeah, no, if there was a leak in the tank at all. No, um, no, I just said that because it uses you, too much gas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I say, get it diagnosed. Get yeah. somebody take, I always call it quality time. Okay. You know, so they'll run it through and they'll see. There's a thing in the system called block learn. Okay. And block learn is the computer will move the baseline right or left if it's running rich or lean. Okay. So it, the block learn will tell them, first off, what the computer's doing to make it run better. And secondly, if your catalytic converter could be plugged up, or there's all kinds of issues it could have. Okay, so, great. My wife thanks you. Thanks. <laughs> would, would a tranny flush help? Okay. Uh, no, no, no. No, it's only 55000 on it. No. And you it did say cost... miles, though, eh? Yeah, so that's 94 or something. It well, could... certainly doing a tranny service, um, you know, we yeah. suggest to make the tranny last longer. Will it help this hesitation? It may no. not. No. I'm I'm 80, so I mean, two years, three years. I'm... So tell me, how much of a rush are you in? Where are you going? <laughs> it's not where I'm going. It's where they want me to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They've been telling you that for years, though. I know, eh? yeah. This could <laughs> soon be called Bob's Garage Show. Yeah. Bob, thank you so okay. much for the call. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. We never did find out his wife's name.
Oh, I, I should She's the one who wears the pants. Phone him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys are busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Absolutely, we've uh, we're getting calls, all sorts of things. Our 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 crashes are about the same. We're down a little bit right now, year over year, in terms of fatalities across the region, across the province. But uh, we're seeing a huge increase in spike right now in speeding and aggressive driving fatalities. Yeah. So slow her down. Well, I think it's. I, I got to tell you something. It's it's German cars. Donald Trump, sure. you're right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was going down to Parkway yesterday, and some guy, um, I think his name was A-Hole. I can't remember. My, my wife said it was that. She said, look at how that guy's driving. Yeah. And it was an Audi R8. It's, yeah. It's, these cars well, go 200 miles an hour, 200 kilometers an hour, easy, right? And the performance is phenomenal. So maybe the guy doesn't even know that he's exactly. Well, hey, we don't discriminate against uh, cars. Uh, we just look for those drivers. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter what you're yeah. driving, new or, new or old, uh, importer, domestic, doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, and lane discipline, if you're driving along, stay out of the left lane unless you're passing somebody. Hey, now we're, I'm so happy that you said that. Oh, okay. please, please, oh, please. Because you always say, well, there's no real passing lane, you yeah. see, officially, but. And yeah. then there's the truck drivers, some of them. When yeah. you're in the 401 West, yeah. going towards Dixie, and they're in the far left lane and you're in the far right lane, they just put their flashlights on and they or flashes on, they just go. And well, the tires are wobbling. I'm going, go ahead, yeah. go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it, it's a shared, it's a community out there. we got to share the road together. Yeah. But uh, lane discipline, use those mirrors. They're on the vehicle for a reason to know what's coming up behind you and around you. So you got to have that presence and that awareness. Please. My, my, so favorite, is my favorite one is if there's nobody in front of you <laughs> and 100 cars behind you, move over. Please. Yes. Please, <laughs> please. Exactly. Everyone's getting frustrated. I, you're not the one there uh, uh, regulating the rate of speed. Yeah. Even if you're doing a buck 10 or a buck 20 in the, in the the left lane, you got to move over. You know, they got fined for that. There was a couple of people went down the 401 and they were doing the speed limit, yeah. and they got pulled over by the. Well, yeah, because they're, they're withholding traffic. They're they're impeding the flow of traffic. I had so a guy. I had a guy in like that, and he said, "Well, I'm a blocker, eh?" And I said, "What do you mean? Yeah. What's a blocker?" <laughs> yeah, like, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. He said, "Well, I feel that people shouldn't drive that fast." I said, "No, seriously." I thought he was jazzing me, but he was telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. I heard the comment was everybody told him it was number one. <laughs> Exactly. As they passed them on the right. Yeah. Use those mirrors. Stay to the right. Pass on the left. Uh, share the road. Truckers, uh, their passing lane is the middle lane. So just be, being in the middle lane isn't going to be uh, the saving grace either. So again, right? leave your phone down. Be observant. You know, you're driving. That's your yeah, job. Focus on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Driver focus. Kerry, thank you so much for taking hey, time. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having it's me down. It's always nice having you. Alan, it's you're been, out of here. It's been great. I got to go back to work. Yeah, get back to work. Uh, Dave is going home, and uh, thank you for our audience. For and uh, and to thank pleasure. Nathaniel, yeah. a new boy. Yeah, we have a new operator today, Nathaniel, working on the board. And I have to tell you, this is a tough show to do. It's it's like old-time radio. There's so much going on, and he didn't screw up once. And he has to keep, cranking the, word. keep cranking the pedals yeah, we, to we keep the, the show going. We're going to start with Tracy Bullen. Yeah, there you go. She's oh, and great. thank you, Tracy, for yeah. uh, and the Insurance Bureau for all your input. And have a great weekend. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you on the flip-flop. Bye-bye, everyone. Awesome. See you guys.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 